Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your host, Justine and McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. So today we are going to talk about dog sports. So what the heck are dog sports? How do you get involved in dog sports? And my co-host Mackenzie is very involved in all types of dog sports and is going to share some of her knowledge with us today. I'm no expert, but I do love dog sports. All right, well, let's get started. And the seas are getting rough. And it is getting harder to see your face. Welcome to Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine Sparling and Mackenzie Drinkwater on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things, dog sports. I love them. They're so fun. So you're going to hear me talk a lot. Yes, Mackenzie is a big fan of dog sports. So this uh, the style of this podcast will be a little different. Um, if you've listened in the past, as I, Justine, um, will be interviewing Mackenzie on this topic because I know absolutely nothing about dog sports. So let's dive right in with the first question. Mackenzie, are you ready? I'm so ready. I was born oh, ready. You were born ready. That's perfect. Okay. So Mackenzie, what are dog sports? Um, can you give us a high level overview of the dog sports that are available for you to participate in with your pet? Yes, I would love to. So I'm just going to name off a few that are more well-known. These aren't all the dog sports you can compete in, but there is dog confirmation. So that's dog shows. If you've ever seen the movie Best in Show, that's what it is. Mackenzie's favorite movie. Great movie. It's real. (laughs) Um, My second favorite is agility. Such a fun activity. Uh, We've got obedience rally. So that's like a competitive... um, can your dog sit and stay? Can your dog do what you're asking it to do in a ring setting and you get judged? Hmm. Uh, another fun activity is lure coursing. So this is really popular with sight hound owners because this is what sight hounds were born and bred to do. It's lure coursing. So it stimulates a chase. Uh, it's a running activity in a field, usually a couple acres. Um, there's a smaller version of that. It's called the sprinter. It's only a 100 meter dash. And essentially it's how fast can your dog go? It is so fun. You you just watch these dogs fly and it's it's a great activity. Um, there's also trick training. So you can get trick titles on your dogs. Um, that's so really, fun. It's very fun. And that's something you can do at home. That's actually what we're working on right now at home. Um, another activity is fly ball. I don't know if you've ever heard or seen fly ball. It's essentially a rally race. It's a straightaway um, I'm not entirely sure. It's less than 100 meters. It's it's probably only 50 meters long. And the dogs, it's a rally. So they run, they jump, they grab a ball off this contraption at the end, and they turn around, they run back, and then their teammate goes. So it's teams of four. Oh my God, that's so cute. You watch it, and it's so fun to watch. You just The dogs are just having the time of their lives. They're running and catching balls, and it's so fun. Oh, love it. 
Um, dog diving is a really popular one. Any water loving dog would, or toy loving dog would love the sport. So you just run on this fake dock into a pool of water and the dog sees how far it can um, jump and grab the toy to see how far it can go. So it's fun. very fun and very popular. Another fun one is barn hunting slash nose work. So this activity is really good for scent hounds uh, or terriers. So barn hunt, you use a live rat. The rats are very well kept, I promise you. They're pets. Um, you have a rat and the dog has to sniff them out within hay. It's a timed activity. You get titles. Very, very fun. IGP. So this is something I am not familiar with as I have small dainty dogs, but this mm -hmm. is very popular with working dogs like um, uh, German Shepherds, say, or Belgian Malinois. It's protection work. So this is really like uh, police dogs. Do you know what IGP stands for? Um, I just know it as IGP. Interesting. It's like weird to have an acronym with no real name attached to it. All right. All right. What's the last one, Ken's? Give us uh, the last dog sport that we're going to highlight today. Weight pull. What's weight pull? Weight pull is when the dog is attached to a specialized harness. Keep in mind, you can't use any harness. This is a specialized harness that balances the dog's weight out. Uh, there's a cart and they put um, weights in this cart and you see how Obviously, you don't start with like a thousand pounds. That's not how it works. You work your way up and the dog pulls this cart with this weight attached to it. And that's how you get titles. Um, I've seen all sorts of dogs compete in weight pull. Um, but this is very, very good for bully breeds and breeds that are uh, bred to pull like Huskies or um, Alaskan Malinois. Um, Malin, wow, Malinois. You have a buff dog. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you have a buff dog, they're going to be good at weight pull. Um, but those are just high level, some 10 really quick dog sports that I myself have competed in or do want to compete in one day. Minus weight pull. And IGP. Yeah. My dog would not. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So my next question, which dog sport did you start with? How did you get started? And why did you choose that sport at the beginning? I also recognize that that was three questions, but I'm going to call it one question. <laughs> Thanks, Justine. <laughs> so I started in dog shows. So dog confirmation. Um, I started this because I got my puppy Willa and the breeder asked me if I wanted to show her. I had no idea what I was getting myself into at all. No clue. But I started and I had a lot of fun with it and Willa had a lot of fun with it. And then it kind of just mm -hmm. progressed from there. I always wanted to do agility with my dog. What okay, wait, before you talk about agility, I have a very, very important question about dog shows. Sure. Is it mandatory that you wear those little dress uh, skirt suits that like yes. my, my grandma wore uh, when I was a child? Correct. It is mandatory <laughs> that you dress professional, but in the dog show professional world, <laughs> skirt suits are very professional skirt suit. is that what it's called a skirt suit? that's what I call it I think that's what it's called um but yeah the the suit 
attire is um, is a key element if you want to show your own you dog. So bad in a skirt suit. And they're not horrible. You kind of get used to them, and then you start collecting them, and then you're like, whatever. There you go. Fun fact about dog shows: you have to wear a skirt suit. Yes. All right. Tell us about agility. How'd you get into agility? So I started agility when Willa was nine months old. We just did a just for fun agility course. Um, I lied. She wasn't nine months. She's probably closer to a year old. Um, We did that uh, at Wagon Train. So we had so much fun with that. Uh, The trainers saw a bit of, um, you know, potential within Willa. And I just loved it. I thought even, I didn't even care if Willa loved it. I loved it. (laughs) It was was so fun to be out there with her and to just run around and see her have the best time of her life. Um, So yeah, I, that's, that's how that started. And I really wanted to do agility even before I wanted to do dog shows. I watched it uh, when I was younger on TV. Yeah, I started watching the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, which is usually every February in Madison Square Garden. Um, they That's the dog show they put on TV every February. I started watching that when I was like 10 or 11, 12, however old I was. And I always, I just knew that's something I loved. So that's kind of where it all started. So in short, Mackenzie is a dog nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I am, but it's so fun. That's why I do it. That's the, that's the end. Like, that's the reason I do it. It is so fun. And not to mention you get these titles and you feel so proud and happy to compete with your little, you know, fur friend and they just have the best time and I have the best time. So that's really the why and what started me in dog sports. That's amazing. Well, I do think it is time to listen to a song. So Mackenzie, what song do you have for us this week? I hope it's a good one this time and not Journey. (laughs) Journey was great. um, But this time I have a really nice song that I love listening to. It's called Mountain to Move by Nick Mulvey. It's a beautiful song and I hope you enjoy it.
any more time This moment is a mountain to move So move it inside And wake up Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie. You were just listening to Mountain to Move by Nick Mulvey. All right, it is now time for our Celebrity Pup of the Week. Celebrity Pup of the Week. Justine, who is our celebrity pup of the week? It is drumroll Charlie Bear. So Charlie is a uh, black and white Springer Spaniel and uh, tags us in so many posts and is always on so many outdoor adventures at dog parks, on hikes, and just enjoying the outside. And we love seeing Charlie's adventures. I love seeing Charlie's adventures in particular because I grew up with Springer Spaniels and Charlie looks just like my family pup, Toby. And he was the best dog. So love Springer Spaniels and Charlie, you are one cute pup. So. Thanks for tagging us, and you are this week's Celebrity Pup of the Week. Don't forget to follow at underscore Charlie Bear, B-A-E-R, on Instagram. Thank you for tagging us. If you would like your pup featured on a segment of Celebrity Pup of the Week, you can tag us on Instagram at dogfriendlykw. And if we think your pup is super cute and super awesome, we will share them one day as the Celebrity Pup of the Week. Even if your dog isn't super cute, that's okay. All your dogs are super cute and super awesome and we'll share them all one day, but we only do one podcast a week. <laughs> okay, Celebrity Pup of the Week. That's all. Tag us. Whoop. All right, we're going to dive right back into some of our questions for Mackenzie about dog sports, because I have a few more questions after everything you taught us in the first segment. So Mackenzie, tell us why dog sports? What is the benefit for your dog and what do you as a dog owner get out of it? So this is a really good question. Um, The first thing that comes to mind is building a strong connection with your dog. So for me, when I started doing dog sports, I 
automatically felt closer to my dogs. I felt like we had a better understanding of one another and Mm -hmm. it just, it brought us closer together. So all in all, it's just a really good activity to do together. It gets me out of the house. I'm pretty introverted. It gets me out of the house. (laughs) No way. It gets me out of the house. It gets me out um, meeting people with my dog and we're all like-minded people. So that's a really good uh, side of it. You get to travel. So myself, I um, have got to travel all over, um, well, not all over Canada, but I've driven, I've driven all the, like all through Quebec, all the way out Mm -hmm. to um, uh, Moncton, New Brunswick. I've gone all over Michigan and Ohio. She's been to Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth. That's how I found Frankenmuth. I'm telling you, that's, you get to go to these freaky dink little towns you would have never been to. And that's, it's, it's just so fun. Um, another thing is just, you get so proud of your dog. Like I, like the feeling of when your dog wins a big ribbon and you're like, that's my baby. She did that. (laughs) It's just such a good feeling. It sounds so cheesy, but it's like, it's, it's so fun. It's, that's, probably one of the best things I'm pretty competitive though so so what so I I mean I'm sure your dog doesn't care if they got a ribbon um and I know it's very special to you but what specifically does your dog get out of doing dog sports could you talk about that a little bit of course so they get to experience this activity that they may or may not have ever experienced before Mm -hmm. so i.e lure coursing it's maybe a dog would get that experience being if they lived on acres and acres of land and were free to run around. A lot of dogs don't have that. So they get that experience, especially if that is a natural instinct of the breed. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to sight hounds or even barn hunt. Terriers are born to hunt rats. That is what terriers are born to do or terrier-like dogs. So that is an experience that they would never get. Say they live downtown Kitchener or uptown Waterloo. They would never get to experience that. If you drive half an hour away, 40 minutes away, they get to experience that. That is what, again, they their natural instincts will take over and they'll have the best time of their lives. Not only that, there's the socialization, the exercise aspect. Um, just I think the the best part of it is, like I said, the instinct side of it. Like they, it just takes over them, and they have the best time. They just they just love it, and seeing them love it makes you love it even more. That's amazing. All right, so could you tell us a bit more about other dog sports that maybe you haven't done yourself, but are interested in trying or would recommend to others? Yeah, for sure. So the one that I'm really interested in trying is flyball. So flyball again is that team sport. It's that it's that relay race of four dogs or owners. Well, the dogs run, not the owners <laughs> that run. That run. Thank God. <laughs> and then run back. Okay. Um, that is one that I'd be really interested in trying. Um, I do worry about um, my dogs are small and dainty, so I do mm-hmm. worry about that. But if I ever got a larger dog down the road, which I plan on doing, flyball is definitely something I want to try. Um, another one that is really good for beginners is just mm-hmm. basic obedience and rally. So when I say obedience and rally, so again, this is a competitive sport. Mm-hmm. This is something that you do in a ring and are judged on. 
it is something you can learn in your home and then practice outside the home um, by doing classes or uh, actually going to trials. Mm -hmm. That's, that's something that is a really good starting point. We started in obedience. I've, I, I should have gone all the way with it, but, um, in all honesty, I found it kind of, it just didn't fit me. It was just, (laughs) it just didn't fit me. So I, I decided to move on from that. So the, the famous super dog show, Yes. Is that an example of like obedience and rally or of agility or of both? Where does that fall? Because people would be really familiar with that. That's a really good question. So the super dogs is a mix of trick training, Mm -hmm. agility, obedience, just because your dog has to be able to listen to you. There's also disc in there. Disc is a sport I didn't talk about earlier, but that's essentially throwing a frisbee and your dog catching it. That's a very fun activity to do with your dog if they're disc motivated. Hmm. Um, They do flips and, and things like that. Cool. But mostly it's revolved around agility, tricks slash obedience, and disc. That's what the super dogs are. My trainer is actually in the super dogs. Cool. Well, I have one more question for you before we do another song. Um, so what dogs shouldn't do dog sports and, um, are there any special considerations owners should think about before starting dog sports? Definitely. So First things first, no dog sports for puppies. So puppies under a year old, yep. the growth palettes have not closed. So it is not safe for puppies to do a lot of jumping or running or a lot of these sports include jumping and running and it's mm-hmm. just not safe. Um, any trainer or vet will tell you that. So just be mindful. There are a lot of activities you can do at home prepping for dog sports Mm -hmm. with puppies that do not include jumping and running extensive amounts, et cetera. But always consult your vet before starting a new dog sport just to make sure that it is safe to do so. Um, Reactive dogs. This is one you should be careful with. A lot of these sports do, well, all of these sports require your dog to be off leash. So if your dog is reactive to other dogs or people, Mm -hmm. be very mindful and careful of that. It can be it can be traumatic for you and your your dog potentially. So just be very careful of that. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing all of that with us, Ken. So that was awesome. Um, but I think it's time for another song and we have a really special song today. This is a great song, Justine. What is it? It is Coal Mine by I the Mountain, local legends, I the Mountain. They just released this song like a week or two ago um and it's actually written by our very own producer of the dog friendly podcast uh matt raffold so here it is coal mine by eye the mountain oh the blue skies over coal mines keep me digging down oh skies cover my mind put me in the ground 
Friendly KW podcast with myself, Mackenzie, and my co-host Justine. You are just listening to an amazing song called Coal Mine by I the Mountain. Great song. You should check them out on Spotify if you haven't already. All right. So, Mackenzie, in closing, I have one final question for you to wrap up our time together today. So what is your advice for someone looking to get into dog sports? How the heck do they get started? Where do they even begin? My advice is to look up a local training center. Okay. In the local Kitchener Waterloo area, I can um, vouch for wagon train. I, I went there. Um, but there's others, um, complete canines, um, impressive canines. They do um, some fun obedience and agility. I would recommend them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of training centers around the area. If you just look up what they're offering, they're most likely offering some sort of basic obedience and or fun agility. And I say fun in quotation marks because it's just a, it's just a, does my dog like agility? kind of class but I highly recommend you start with that it is just that it's really fun cool companion dog training is in Cambridge they offer really really good obedience and rally course um their owner is a judge for obedience and rally that's where we started very cool and it's a it's a great spot if you're looking to get competitive with obedience and rally okay any other tips for us non- dog sport people yes embrace the spirit of dog sports at home so you can do this by joining currently during our pandemic you can do this by joining an online 
trick training course. Um, I myself am doing this with my trainer, Brittany Holland. So you can just find some uh, through just doing a quick Google search in all honesty or on Facebook. Um, there's lots of fun, you know, at home activities like nose work. So you can do the hide the treat around. That's amazing. Well, huge thanks to Mackenzie for sharing all of her knowledge on dog sports today. Um, if you and your pup participate in dog sports locally or semi-locally, if you're local to Kitchener, but you travel for dog sports too, be sure to tag us in photos on Instagram at dogfriendlykw because we would love to see them. And thanks for listening to the Dog Friendly KW podcast. Till next time. The Dog Friendly KW podcast is written and produced by us, Justine Sparling and Mackenzie Drinkwater, with technical support and audio production from Matthew Rapold. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you and your puppers around our Dog Friendly KW. Slip away. And the seas are getting rough, and it is getting harder to see your face. Please don't be offended if we don't feature you on Celebrity. <laughs> oh. oh, that was funny. <laughs>